Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I pray you were enjoying this time of worship prior to the start of the call this morning. You are Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end, and he's everything in between. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then praise the name of Jesus. That song resonates in my heart. I remember I fell asleep with that going over in my spirit over and over. If you want to draw the presence of God into your life, worship. Worship draws him. Hallelujah. So praise God. Once again, here we are together. It's wonderful to be with you. My name is Heather Dawson. And I am just excited this morning. I hope that you are too. You know, any time that you get in the presence of God, you should be very excited. And I want to welcome, I want to welcome all of the pastors, all of our guests that may be on the intercessors. Praise God for you, for our prayer warriors, for all of you that spend time before God. And I do want to welcome our new destiny family. You know, uh, we miss one another. I know we do. And uh, we're believing soon and very soon we're going to be able to be together. So I hope that you are excited also. Early will I rise and give God honor and praise. I will command this day to align with heaven and thank God for the breath he has given to me. I pray that you can agree with that. Isaiah 33 and 2 says, O Lord, be gracious to us. We have waited for you. In Psalm 63, O God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. Psalms 147, I cry out for help and put my hope in your words. Father, we hunger. We hunger to know you more each day. Well, we have a great team this morning, and I want to introduce them to you. Um, We have our uh, sister, Margaret Johnson, and she's going to be bringing the devotion this morning. So, Sister Margaret, how are you doing today? Good morning, Elder Heather. I'm doing great. How are you this morning? (laughs) I'm doing great, too, honey, and it's good to hear your voice. Praise God. We look forward to the devotion this morning. And we have with us Sister um, Audrey White. Excuse me. And she's going to be sharing the prayer requests and praying over them. So let me say good morning to Audrey. Audrey, how are you this morning? Good, good morning, Elder Heather. I am doing great also. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. We have two powerhouses, our sister Margaret and our sister Audrey. So I am excited this morning. And, you know, we always want to honor um, our bishop and uh, Pastor Adrian. We're grateful to God to have them as uh, the ones that have been called uh, to be 
over new destiny. We pray God's blessing upon them this day, and may they be blessed in all that they do. May God grant them wisdom to uh, go forward and to always um, be in the will of God concerning all things regarding um, New Destiny Church. Hallelujah. So we're looking forward. Um, if you were on the uh, the stream and you heard last night in service about our Saturday corporate prayer time, which is going to uh, start on the 12th in the church parking lot. Amen. Can everyone say amen and hallelujah? So this coming Saturday, uh, which is the 5th, will be our normal uh, corporate prayer time from uh, 7 to 8 on the call. But starting the 12th, and for the 12th, the 19th, the 26th, and the 3rd, we're going to be meeting um, outside in the church parking lot. So, yes, we are starting to open up. We are moving forward. We're moving forward, onward and forward and upward. Hallelujah. I hope you're excited and that you will make plans to be there. So at this moment, let me just pray. Father, I ask that you be with Sister Margaret now as she comes and delivers the word to us. Use her, Father. Let her speak freely as the Spirit leads her. In Jesus' name, I pray. Margaret, it is all yours, son. Right. Thank you, Elder Heather. Um, As always, I'm always grateful, always humble, and always thankful for the opportunity. Um, This morning, um, we're talking about wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get understanding. And the scripture is from Proverbs 4 and 7. So what is wisdom? Wisdom is the application of that which is obtained through knowledge and perceived by the heart. Wisdom is the application of that which is obtained through knowledge and perceived by the heart. Wisdom shows you which path to walk in so that our connection with God is always maintained. That's good, right? Shows us which path to walk in so that our connection with God is always maintained. And we must be willing to see from God's perspective and follow his path. His path, this is where we hear the Holy Spirit say, this is the way, walk in it. Wisdom leads us on that narrow path to life. We heard the word say that uh, narrow is the path to life and wide and broad is the way of destruction. But when we have wisdom, God's wisdom, the Holy Spirit will say to us, this is the way, walk in it. So that's wisdom. What is understanding? I thought I knew all these, but as I'm studying, I, I, I got a, certainly got a broader um, more deeper understanding of what understanding is, if that makes sense. So the Hebrew word for understanding implies being able to perceive 
with our heart or discern. So it's discernment. So the Hebrew word for understanding implies being able to perceive with our heart or to discern the factors involved in any decision along with the the good and the bad. So you're able to, to weigh it, to perceive it, to understand it, to discern it. But understanding or discernment is humble. Discernment is flexible. Therefore, discernment listens for the voice of God. And know that there's a heavenly wisdom, but the Bible also says in James three fourteen and 15 that there's a counterfeit demonic wisdom. So God is calling us to a greater intimacy with him so that he can give us the heavenly wisdom and the discernment that we need for the times that we're living in. Let's say that again. There's a heavenly wisdom, and we know everything that God has created, the devil has a counterfeit for it. There's a demonic counterfeit wisdom, and that's found in James three fourteen through 15. God is greater than the enemy. Hallelujah, right? God is calling us to a greater intimacy with him so that he can give us the heavenly wisdom and the discernment we need for the times we're living in. Okay, so let's jump in. So what does the word have to say about wisdom? Proverbs 4 and 7, Amplified, which is our key scripture, says, the beginning of wisdom is get wisdom. The beginning of wisdom is get wisdom. Skillful and godly wisdom. For skillful and godly wisdom is the principal thing. This is Proverbs 4 and 7. And with all you have gotten, get understanding, get discernment, get comprehension, and get interpretation. What does the word have to say about wisdom? James 1 and 5, Passion Translation, says, If anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom, and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. How awesome is that? How wonderful is that? James 1 and 5 says that if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom, and he'll give it. We're probably used to the King James Version that, that says he'll, uh, he'll uh, uh, give us wisdom and, and, and won't up, upbraid you. The Passion Translation says he won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. James 3 and 13 says, do you want to be counted wise? Do you want to build a reputation for wisdom? Here's what you do. Live well, live wisely, live humbly. It's the way you live, not the way you talk. That counts. First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty four. What is it the word say about wisdom? First Corinthians one twenty four says that Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. It says Christ 
is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So we could say that Christ, who is wisdom, is the principal thing. What what is Proverbs 4 and 7 says, right? It says that um, the beginning of wisdom is to get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. So if Christ is the wisdom of God, Christ is the principal thing. Therefore, get Christ. Get a knowledge and get an understanding of Christ. And the grace and the peace um, and grace and peace are multiplied to you. The word says that when we get a knowledge and an understanding of Christ, that grace, unmerited favor, and peace, peace that passes all understanding, are multiplied to you. Peace that guards your heart like an umpire. Grace and peace are multiplied to you. Christ's divine power gives us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him. We are effective. We're productive because of our knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I hope you hear the theme here. And I know our bishop has been teaching on it. But as we're looking at wisdom, wisdom is saying Christ is the principal thing because Christ is the wisdom and the power of God. So what are some benefits of wisdom? There's many, many, many benefits to wisdom. There's no way we could touch them all in the brief time that we have. But as I go through these, you can see why wisdom is the main thing. You can see why wisdom is important and why you really, really, really need to get wisdom and get understanding. The first one is that wisdom will bring honor and favor in your life. And Queen Esther is a a good example of this when uh, uh, Haman was uh, trying to destroy the, the Jewish people and God gave her wisdom after fasting and she had a strategy from God to save her people. The second one is getting God's wisdom on a thing will give you his success plan for every area of your life. Wisdom brings life and health. Wisdom brings life and health. Meditating on the word so the revelation of the word explodes in your heart. And we don't have just head knowledge, but we have heart knowledge. When you have a revelation in your spirit, it spreads to your body and the life of God manifests in every area of our body, mental, physical, spiritual, relational, psychologically, everything we need. The life of God manifests because we've gotten a revelation of the word in our spirit and not just the head knowledge. I can hear my bishop saying, back it up with the word, right? So Proverbs 4.21, Passion Translation says, fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. Those of you that are exercised, you know if you have a strong core, you have a strong body. Mm. Wisdom brings life and health. The next one, God's wisdom will be visibly seen living in those who embrace it. I'll say that again. God's wisdom will be visibly seen living in those who embrace it. That's found in Matthew eleven nineteen b in the last part of uh, Matthew eleven nineteen, and it says, so when you embrace God's wisdom, people will see it on your life. So wisdom is visible to others. The fifth one, 
Wisdom gives you long life. It gives you wealth and promotion. Wisdom gives you long life, wealth, and promotion. Proverbs 3, 16 to 18, Passion Translation says, Wisdom extends to you life in one hand and wealth and promotion in the other. Out of her mouth flows righteousness, and her words release both law and mercy. Sounds like wisdom's fighting for you, huh? Wisdom gives you discernment, strength, and empowers you. Proverbs three twenty one through 22. My child, never drift off course from these two goals for your life, to walk in wisdom and to discover discernment. So it shows you discernment is discovered, which means you're looking for it, you're seeking for it, you're on a quest for wisdom, you're on a quest for discernment. And then it goes on to say, don't ever forget how they empower you. Verse 22 says, for they strengthen you inside and out, and they inspire you to do what is right. You'll be energized and refreshed by the healing that they bring. I know this is a lot. I know I'm going fast. But what I'm, what I'm praying is that as you hear these things and, and hear, I'm, I definitely got more than I thought wisdom would do, that it will give you a hunger and you'll go on a quest for Christ, whose power, God's power and wisdom. Let's look at another one. Wisdom and understanding coupled with discernment equal revelation truth. Wisdom and understanding coupled with discernment equal revelation truth. Proverbs 4 and 1b through 2 says, Let discernment enter your heart, and you will grow wise with the understanding I impart. My revelation truth is a gift to you, so remain faithful to my instruction. Wisdom protects you. Wisdom rescues you. Proverbs 4 and 6 says, stick with wisdom, and she'll stick to you, protecting you throughout your days. She will rescue all those who passionately listen to her voice. Wisdom exalts you. Wisdom leads you to honor and favor. Proverbs 4 and 8, wisdom will exalt you when you exalt her truth. She will lead you to honor and favor when you live your life by her insights. And the final one is wisdom makes you victorious. Wisdom makes you victorious. Proverbs 4 and 8 again says, you will be adorned with beauty and grace, and wisdom's glory will wrap itself around you, making you victorious in the race. Father, we come this morning and we ask you to help us to be wise in all of our decisions, in our communications, and in our actions, Lord. We seek godly wisdom this morning. We seek it continuously throughout our lives through meditating on your word, by asking in faith, and praying in the spirit. We receive favor and honor. We receive solutions and directions for our lives. Father, we thank you this morning that you have raised us up in your kingdom like Esther for such a time as this. Give us wisdom to operate according to the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret, for...
bringing that devotion this morning in. Um, you said an awful lot, and like you said, you knew you were going quickly. So I would say to everyone this morning, if you want to be able to uh, take some more notes concerning those things that were spoken, uh, you can go to our podcast, and it will be there, and you can listen to it once again. And we are grateful to God for those that come and um, study the Word and then bring a devotion to us. Uh, One of the things that you said that I liked was live well, live wisely. And it is not the way that we talk. It's how we live because people watch us. People look at us. And, you know, wisdom should be seen on us as a believer. The footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. So we're ordered. Wisdom will guide us, keep us on that straight and narrow path. So again, thank you, um, Margaret, for bringing that devotion this morning. There was a lot of uh, in it, and uh, it's well worth listening to again. So you may get that on our podcast. Praise God. Hallelujah. So at this time... I'm going to ask Audrey if she will come and if she will share the request. And I ask that each and every one of us that are on the call this morning that we come into agreement with her as she prays. Audrey? Thank you, Elder Heather. This morning we have two requests that were submitted. The first one is from Donna Puckett. Donna is asking that we stand in agreement and pray for her friends, the Dodge family. They lost their ranch in the Sonoma fire. Lots of family history uh, was gone in that fire. Prior to that, they lost their mother, so they're dealing with two major tragedies all at once. Donna is also asking that we pray for her two sons, Jason and Roy Jr. She wants us to pray for their mental, emotional, and physical health. She's also believing for them to be saved and that it would be done this year. Amen. The second request is from Kenneth Toulouse Sr. Kenneth says, pray for me. I am battling prostate cancer. Doctors say it has metastasized to my liver and other parts of my body. Please ask God to extend my life. So, Father, we come to you this morning. We're so thankful for the gift of prayer that you invited us to come before you in your throne And, Lord, when we don't know what else to do, we lift it up to you. We take it to the throne in prayer. And even when we don't know how to pray, your Holy Spirit prays through us. So I'm asking everyone on the line to pray in the Spirit with me as I um, declare the word in these situations. We first of all lift up the Dodge family, Lord God, who is grieving over two major losses, Lord God, the loss of their mother, who was the matriarch of that family, Lord. I ask that you would comfort their hearts. I pray that you would give them the peace that surpasses all understanding. You said that there is a time to mourn and a time to rejoice. So, Lord, as they mourn their mother, Lord God, I thank you that you are faithful, that you are the balm of Gilead, Lord. I pray that you would pour in your oil and your wine, Lord God, into every uh, broken place, Lord. Father, I thank you that, um, that you would comfort them, Lord God, and that 
their tears would be turned into tears of joy as they remembered their mother in the days to come. Give their, give them strength, O oh Lord, to go through this period of mourning, Lord, but let them not get stuck or overcome be overcome with the spirit of grief, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that joy will come in the morning. And Lord, we lift up um, the situation of the loss of their ranch. We're first of all thankful that none of them were lost in the fire and that the memories they have are now engraved in their brains, Lord God, in their memories, Lord God, that cannot be taken away by a fire. Lord, we know that you will restore, you can restore material things. So I thank you that the process of going through insurance claims and whatever they need to will not be delayed, would not be hindered, and will not be thwarted in any way in the name of Jesus. Father, heal their hearts, and I thank you that you are able to make all things well. We lift up uh, her, um, Donna's sons, Jason and Roy. You have given us a promise that we and our whole households would be saved. So, Father, I ask that you would send laborers across their path. Give them ears to hear your word. I ask that you would speak to them, Lord, even if it's in a vision or a dream, that they would come to know the love of God, that they would come to know you as a good, good father, that they would desire you, Father God, and choose to serve you, Lord. I ask that you would make it plain. Lord God, I pray that their eyes would be open. We know that for those who uh, who are in the world, that their eyes have been blinded by the God of this world. But I thank you, Lord, for removing the veil and for revealing yourself to them in ways that they cannot be denied. We just proclaim their salvation and their souls for the kingdom of God. We call them saved. We call them anointed. We call them mighty men of valor. And we ask that you would bless them, Father God, that as they draw close to you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for it in Jesus' name. Lord, we lift up Kenneth Tullis, who is um, in the fight for his life against prostate cancer, Lord. We declare your word. You sent your word to heal Kenneth and to deliver him from any destruction. So we say bless the Lord, all our souls and all that is within us, Lord God, because you have healed us of all sicknesses, disease, pains, and infirmities. So we rebuke prostate cancer. We ask that... um, You, Father God, would hear Kenneth's desire of his heart. He's asking that you extend his life. We know that the number of his days is in your hands, but we've also read that Hezekiah asked for an extension of his life, and you granted him 15 more years. So, Lord, we know that your will would be done, Lord, and you you can do what you desire to do, Lord. So I thank you for um, giving Kenneth peace. In this situation, I ask that you would give him uh, comfort, Lord God, that he would have no fear. And we curse the root of the cancer. We cut off the life supply to the cancer, and we command the roots to dry up. So we curse the root below and the fruit above of prostate cancer. We speak strength to Kenneth's body, Lord God, and we ask that you would restore him for Father God, refresh him, Lord God. Touch his mind, Lord. Let his mind be stayed on you, Lord God. Father, he knows that you are a good, good God, Lord God, and you have um, you have purpose for everything, Father. So I ask that uh, he would fulfill the number of his days, Lord God, and in it he will give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. We thank you, Father, for these requests. 
as we've laid them at the altar, we have asked in faith, Lord God, and we believe that we have received what we have asked of you. We speak blessing, Father God, on Donna and the Dodge family, Lord God, and we speak blessing over Kenneth Tulis, Lord God, and we just declare that it is well with all of their souls. In Jesus' name, we give you glory. Amen. Yes, and amen, amen, amen. And I just want to add one thing, um, dear saints of God that are on the call. Would you pray for our children? Pray for our children. This has been very difficult. I I received a text last night from one of my daughters and one of her sons. He's 10 years old. It's struggling with the fact that They're at home, and they're on the screen for hours doing school. And it is very, um, he's having a difficult time with it. So I know if he is having difficulty that there are many other children. So we just ask God to cover our children this day and be with the teachers who are having to do these things online. It is Mm -hmm. very... um, it is not something that they are used to, and it is very frustrating And to keep their focus and then just to be on these screens, what seems like hours, is taking a toll. So we're just asking God to bless our children and give them the ability to stay focused and to be able to learn in this new way that is in their life right now, but we're believing that the schools are going to open up and children are going to be able to go back. Anyway, thank you. Margaret, do you have anything more you want to say before we close out this morning? Um, Yes, Elder, thank you. Um, I just wanted to um, say kind of in summary of everything we've talked about in terms of wisdom to that the summary is really to stick with wisdom and listen to our voice to walk with wisdom and discover discernment, to embrace God's wisdom, and to meditate on the word so that the revelation of the word drops into our spirits so that we see ourselves as God says we already are, and the life of God begins then to flood our spirits and our bodies, bringing health and wholeness. So it's it's really just kind of making God's wisdom our quest making it our number one pursuit. We're pursuing God again. I, I believe there's a book called God Chaser. As we chase God, we chase him, we chase his wisdom, um, and he's the one that makes our way prosperous, and, and we have good success, and we're wise as we chase him. Amen, amen. And, you know, when you chase God and God sees it, all of a sudden he's going to turn and he's going to start chasing you. That was in that book. I read it. Love it. Praise yeah, God. Yeah. Well, hallelujah. We've had a good time this morning. We've had wonderful word. We've had wonderful prayer. We believe that those prayer requests will be praise reports. Um, and keep them in mind this morning, the Dodge family and Kenneth Lord, that you pray for them, that the manifestation of their victory comes quickly. So let us close this morning with praise and adoration to our God who has never failed us, nor has he ever forsaken us. You, O God, are worthy of all praise, and we offer ourselves as living sacrifices unto you. Lead and guide us throughout this day, 
and we seal every word and every prayer that was uttered this morning in the blood of Jesus, who is our Savior and our Redeemer. And Holy Spirit, move upon this land. Move amongst the people. Move on the believers. Move upon the unbelievers. And move upon your church, Father. Let your church fully awaken and arise and be all that you have called it to be. I pray in Jesus' name, awaken us to truth. Sister Kathy, open the line, and we're going to worship together.